Hey everyone, this is Tony, Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and before we begin, I wanted to talk about some friends we made at Gen Con this year, the fantastic folks over at Tabletop Loot. They're a couple who sell and ship all sorts of loot, from t-shirts, mugs, tote bags, and most importantly, so many beautiful dice. We got to spend some time with these awesome folks at Gen Con this year, and you really need to check them out. Right now, you can go to tabletoploot.com and input the promo code RAW in order to get 15% off any dice that you order from them. We've started using some of their orange sherbet dice during our games, and rolling great for me, but they have so many other beautiful dice to choose from. So definitely check out tabletoploot.com and use the promo code RAW, R-A-W, to get 15% off all dice on their website. Thanks so much for listening, and thank you, Tabletop Loot. Also, don't forget you can support D&D Raw on Patreon to access behind-the-scenes content while earning our undying gratitude, including special shoutouts, bonus content, and even the chance to join us in the game. We even recently updated all of our tier rewards, so absolutely you need to come check us out at patreon.com slash dndraw. We would be thrilled if you support us on Patreon. Anyways, on to episode 5 of Serviceable Plots, Deities in Turmoil. With me today are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany, and I will be playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, I'm Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Giuseppe, and I'll be playing Valen Blackwater, a monk paladin. Hi, I'm Michael, and I will be playing Scriv Whitecliff, the human mastermind rogue. Last time, you made your way over to the docks and charged into battle, taking out several undead who were casting warlock spells, and took a lot of fire damage along the way. As you began to converge on the leader of this undead group, he set fire to nearby homes and teleported away as his allies flew off into the sky. As you set about rescuing people from the burning buildings, Lazarus noticed several small boats headed away from the ship that had been attacked, and you all made your way over to meet them. After coming across a heated argument between Constable Marsk and the man you learned who was Zolus, you were able to calm things down before Zolus asked if you happen to know of a place to drink. So, you do also have a few of the bodies of the undead that the guards kind of had been carrying and gathering together. You had searched them, but you didn't really find anything on them except robes on one and rags on the other two. So now that I've had a chance to actually sort of study them and look at them, can I try to determine if I know what type of creatures these are besides undead? Arcana or religion checks for these? I think I'm more focused on just the large group of people. Okay. It's a natural 20 plus 6. <laughs> All right. Akiva? 21. Akiva and Belinda, you know that these are known as deathlocks. Oh, boy. The lesser ones are more mindless creatures, but in essence, a Deathlock is a former warlock who has failed their patron and become fully consumed by the patron's will, turning into uh, undead and serving them even after they have passed. Mm -hmm. Their bodies used and continue to have warlock magics of their patron. The smaller figures are known as Deathlock Whites. And they are much more mindless uh, and are almost fully controlled by another Deathlock. 
which was the creature that Valen took out. You also know that there is usually a Deathlock that is fully in control of what they can do, known usually as a mastermind. This is you specifically, Belinda. The mastermind must have been the one up on the wall who just willingly in undeath serves their patron, whereas Deathlocks are kind of bound eternally to them, whether they want to be or not. Okay. So quick question, is Akiva freaking out right now? I mean, uh, probably a little bit because I know what these things are and I don't like it at all. Oh, I was more thinking since you don't even know who your patron is. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what happens if you fail them. <laughs> eh, I would say Akiva is more preoccupied with the fact that they're undead and he doesn't like undead. Okay, so I will share that telepathically with Scrib. I know he's a little distracted, but just I'm sure he can sort of half listen while he's doing other stuff just well, for him to file late. away. I would have shared it out loud. <laughs> I will share what I know about the mastermind. I'll also share for the both Akiva and Belinda, you recall, they do have resistances to non-magical weapons that aren't silvered mm. and necrotic damage, and they are immune to poison. Okay. Okay. I'll pass along. Here he is. I need to buy a bunch of silver rings. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. (laughs) So you can line your knuckles with them. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pass along the information. But I know about the mastermind, Tony. You specifically know about the mastermind. Akiva, you do not. I will share that telepathically with Scrib and say, let's just hold on to that for now. And I just nod quietly and just kind of hope that we get to somewhere that isn't with all these people. (laughs) Just, oh gosh. I was I was able to run so freely before because the streets weren't filled with a bunch of people and I didn't have to track everything. That was a bunch of pirates. Yeah, and now also you can hear a lot of commotion on the streets nearby. You guys are actually pretty clear right now as you see guards moving about trying to keep people calm and, and mostly within their homes now that there's not a fire going. Yeah, I imagine I'm still keyed up from the fact that it was a fight and a fire mm-hmm. and everything just coming down from the adrenaline. Yeah, adrenaline's still still up. <gasps> Let's One final breathing. thing, Belinda, for the mastermind, you know that they can see in mag- even in magical darkness. That's not concerning at all. I'm sure that won't come up. The rest of them cannot. Only the mastermind can. So right now, who is with us and where are we? Currently, you are on one of the southern parts of the dock and Zolas has kind of like gestured for you to lead the way. Constable Marsk is there with Orsic and uh, a couple of her guards. And as you guys are turning to go, you see Marsk gesture towards two of her guards. Seems to be getting ready to just follow Zolas. Mm-hmm. I assume Valen's leading the way since you're, you know, most familiar with the, the streets. Yes. And it's very simple. What was it? A few minute walk? Yeah. It'll only take you about, from where you're at, about uh, 10 minutes to get to where the inn is. As you're going through, you do notice definitely, yeah, two of the guards from Constable Marsk are following about 30 feet back and keeping an eye definitely on Zolas as you guys are walking along. The streets are a lot busier, actually, even than when you originally came in, as some people are kind of trying to figure out what's going on. And there seems to be a lot of commotion, not only from near where you are, but from farther, much farther west in the city. But they're doesn't seem to be you don't hear any more sounds of uh, explosions any more commotion of like the attack still going on it seems like the attack is done but there's a lot of just a lot of people just worried and concerned and curious in some cases as the guards are trying to keep some form of order as you move through the streets you do get to the thistle inn with no problem and when you enter quora is there and you see she has a light crossbow not pointed towards the door but near it and as you walk in she lowers it and just (sighs) Valen, is everything all right? Well, there may be a portion of the port that is presently embers, no longer standing, but the worst is over, yes. Deep sigh of relief. Okay, uh, 
How are how are you all doing? Just gonna wipe ash off myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're doing well, and fortunately, we were able to to help people who were caught in the blaze following the the incident. Uh, Cora, do you happen to have any extra rooms? I don't know how full up you are. Uh, I've got two left over. All right, are there any maybe uh, adjacent to one another? We've got a guest here. Yeah, I've got, and she gestures towards Belinda. I say, I've got one next to your room, free. Great. Okay. She starts rooting around and pulls out a key. Is like, yeah, yeah, abs- absolutely. It was three silver for a single room. I will uh, pay for the for his lodging. Zola's kind of nods. Thank you very much. Mighty kind of you. We were also hoping to get something to drink. It's been kind of a rough night. She kind of just nods. Like, oh. Oh, right, right. Um, yeah, uh, so I take it you want to come see my friend then? Yeah, it would be great if you could wake him for us. The man was fired upon and uh, could use a drink. Completely understand. Yeah, Ocean Breeze is just a little way south of here. I'll, I'll take you there. You see her put her crossbow, like, like hook it onto her and just kind of hold onto it for a little bit as she comes around the front and gestures you all out of the building, closes the door behind you and locks it. Yeah, she's like, come on, come on, come on. It's just south of here. Phelan will dip up to his room real quick just to get some of the ash off, because I was rooting around in a building. This is true. Yes. And Tony, I'm assuming that, that Zolas would want to go up to his rooms before we leave to drop off any stuff he doesn't want to carry anyways. You see, Zolas doesn't have that much on him. He has a small pack, but he'll drop that off. And as Valen's heading to his own room to clean up a little bit. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll say to him, feel free to take a few moments to uh, refresh yourself if you'd like. I'm sure you've had a trying journey even up until this evening. You don't know the half of it. And he kind of just like takes a deep breath. Again, I, I apologize for my behavior earlier. It's been a very long few days. This is not the first time that we've been attacked. Oh, yeah. That would definitely uh, excuse any uh, sort of rudeness. <laughs> and Constable Marsk and I don't usually tend to get along whenever I'm in town. Is it because you're a pirate? <laughs> I say that with the utmost respect. I, I'm actually really interested in how you're a pirate. I am a sailor and an opportunist. Okay. Well, I mean, perhaps you consider yourself a bit of a, a privateer, per se. Would that be a label you're more comfortable with? I do tend to prefer that label. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to offend. No offense taken. What about the title of cleric? Ah, yes. I do have some cleric capabilities, but... And he's kind of looking around as you guys are, are waiting. I'm assuming just inside the lobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I yeah. think we'd be probably in the corridor outside of, since Valen's room and our room and his are all right there, I think we would just wait outside in the corridor. Okay. I do have some cleric capabilities. Fumera has spoken to me for some time. Hmm. Things have been strained for the past year, however. Do you still hear her voice? Roll a persuasion check. That's natural 20. Oh my gosh. What's the total? 25. <laughs> Another deep breath, and uh, at this, he kind of like reaches into the inside of his coat, and he p- he pulls out a small flask, turns it, and just like looks inside really quick. Takes a small swig, slows it back up. No, I haven't heard from her in some time. I still have some very simple capabilities as a cleric, but I have lost a lot of my power. Sad to say, lost. Lost. Yes, I used to have more potent casting abilities. I used to be able to channel power directly through me from Vermeera. But it has been some time. Are you still able to pray? Do you still... I pray every day to Vimera. But there's nothing. There's no response. There's no voice. There's nothing. Occasionally I think I hear something. I'm always hopeful that I do. But 
And my hand kind of instinctively goes to the prayer wheel I have. Well, I know you're not alone in that, but it sounds like you do still have some sort of divine connection. A lot of people have theirs completely severed from their deities. I've heard a little bit about that. I know I'm not the only one to have lost some power, so I'm glad to have what little power she was willing to bestow upon me. But things have been tough lately, and without my full capabilities, it's been more difficult to hold off attacks like whatever happened here. I'm sorry y'all caught, caught up in this. Well, do you think the fact that you are still somewhat connected to your deity is why this happened at all? It seems to be directly related to your arrival. I'm 100% certain that this attack was because of my arrival, but I wanted to communicate what I had to to the ruling body of the Vremer Empire, and the royal cleric there is one I've heard of who actually still has his capabilities. At this point, does does Valen exit looking fabulous? Yeah, Valen, you'd be walking out just as Olus is mentioning that his powers weakened about a year ago. Gonna completely fail at having a poker face. <laughs> Which Akiva will definitely notice if nothing else. Yeah, and I'll actually mention, yeah, I've already, I've, I've discussed this with Valen a couple times. It's a bit weird for me that your deities talk to you guys. How is that strange? I mean, I pray to my deity every day, but I never hear... Nezalem's voice in my head or anything. He starts to take a much closer look at you. <laughs> right, I mentioned the name of my deity, didn't I? You did. Yep. <laughs> We're going with it. Just just doing the eye squeeze thing. Yep. Yep. Alright, so guess we're we're all just in the open. Yeah, it's like, how about let's let's get that, that drink if that's alright with, with yes. you. Yeah. To the ocean breeze. Uh, now that you guys had a chance to like, get a much better look, you see Zolus looks exhausted. There are deep bags under his eyes. It seems like his steps are kind of labored, and he's struggling a little bit with it as you guys are moving about. Zolus, are you injured? Or exhausted. It, it seems like if he were to take a poison, he would suffer disadvantage <laughs> against that, and perhaps any other type save. Who Potentially. Knew? He's like, no, I'm, I'm all right. None of the spells or ballista hit me while we were there. Tried to just get my people out as quickly as we could. You do seem to be walking uh, a bit laboriously there. Don't have my land legs back yet. He just smiles a little bit. All right, well. Let's be on our way then. All right. Our time's our own at this point. So we go. We get we there. Go. So right. we go. <laughs> so Quora leads you to the ocean breeze. Knocks on the door a few times, and you hear a female voice shout from within, Who's there? I don't want any trouble. <laughs> and it's just, it's like, Jess, it's me, just open up. After a moment, door opens, and you see a young woman, late teens, maybe early 20s at most, very athletic young woman with auburn hair, kind of a little past her shoulders. You see in her hand, like, a, a small club as she kind of slowly opens the door. Like, ah, well, it's, uh... Kind of late and dangerous outside. I, I, she's like, takes my minute finally. All right, all right, come on, come on in, come on in, and gestures you all in. Okay. Simple tavern. It's nice. It has some light blues painted on the wall, and you see uh, some ship motifs kind of scattered about. Oh, please tell me there's a mural, <laughs> a la every Florida seafood restaurant that's Oof. like on the coast. <laughs> that's actually a very good uh, rendition of this. Uh -huh. place. Mm -hmm. Dolphins? Are there dolphins? <laughs> there are no dolphins. No, oh, but man. there are a bunch of dried lobster traps everywhere, <laughs> all over the place, and just so many obviously <laughs> fake 
artistic renderings of ship's wheels. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, exactly. Yep. Oh, man. It's so kitsch. I love it. She gestures you all in, close the door. It is completely empty. You see there is a single currently uh, oil lantern lit by the door that she kind of quickly takes like, oh, come on, I'll, I'll, I'll light the place up a little bit. And she starts going about getting a few candles, a few other oil lanterns, and starts to light it up. I'll just cast light. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, I can just keep that running so she doesn't have to waste so- too much oil. And I just kind of help distribute glasses and make sure everyone has a seat. We're making ourselves at home. Just taking over. I'll say to her, uh, thank you for offering us some hospitality. It's a difficult evening, I'm sure, but I appreciate you allowing us in. Yeah, no problem. Quara and I go way back. Jasmine, and she offers her hand. Jasmine, pleasure. Thank you so much. We're just looking for a place to rest, recover, and uh, talk to our, our new guest here. Absolutely. Um, It's just me in here tonight. Uh, Quite a night to be alone, huh? <laughs> and she <laughs> just chuckles kind of nervously. Are you not usually here by yourself? No, usually my family's in town, but they do uh do runs up the coast. Vacation in the country, huh? No, they're... They're merchants. They they trade. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she kind of just looks at you quizzically. Is your family out of out of town tonight? Yeah, they were they were running up the coast. Okay. Well, it seems like it was a good time then, since they're gone. You're here safe. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to know that actually they're they're pretty far from here right now, to be honest. Um, please. And she just as you're kind of getting glass together, she starts to gather up. I I don't have much. Um, while she's trying to serve everyone drinks, I'm going to pull Belinda aside. Maybe a group of heavily armed strangers shouldn't be talking and mentioning how she's alone on this dangerous night when things were exploding downtown. Yes, I'm trying to put her at ease. I think Akiva is scaring her. So while you guys were whispering a little bit, you see she gathers together like a plate that has a bunch of cheese, a couple of apples, and um, some plain bread. And she's like, I I don't have much for you, but um, if y'all's are are hungry. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Do you have you met our honored guest here? She takes a look. Uh, oh, is um hi. Uh, I, I assume you're you're Zolus, huh? Uh, pleasure to meet you. She just offers her hand a little shakily, like she's not sure how to introduce herself. Question to the DM is yes. Coral. Is she still Coral. here? Is she still? Yeah, there? she's still there. She's okay. with you guys. Cool. We're good. Yeah, her friend is still here. <laughs> You see Cora's actually like right beside Jasmine the whole time and just helping out here and there as they're they're moving about. I will have at some point very deliberately pulled out a coin purse and laid a few gold on the table so that she knows we're not here to, you know, just take from her or that we're not coercing Cora into having brought us here because Scriv is not the only person who can read a room. Thank you. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's not like I'm summoning Lazarus or anything. She takes the gold and she puts a hand on your your arm as she reaches up. By the way, she's really tall uh, and kind of pats her. I was like, "Thank you very much. I really appreciate it." Um, please, please, wh- whatever I can get you. I assume beverages for everyone except me. Yeah, I'll take right. one. Starts to pour some some ale and and pass it out. I was like, oh, "Did you want a- anything to drink, Miss?" I'm fine. Thank you, though. I, I'm I'm on water as well. Oh, all right. And- Gets a little bit of water and puts it out for you all. Uh, brings a whole pitcher for that. And uh, well, please uh, uh, let let me know if there's anything else I can do. I don't mind a little company of friends of of Quora while <laughs> everything's going on outside. And she keeps like sending a couple of glances towards Zolus, like uncertain. 
Uh, I'm going to say to Scrip, maybe you should give her some tips on how to use that club. She seems like she is not prepared to defend herself. <laughs> I'm not sure if an impromptu lesson on how to properly assault one of our party members is a good idea. <laughs> and I'm going to turn over to my beer. Okay, so this is a very Akiva thing to do. Do I see her given kind of the side eye to Zolas? Oh, you all you all notice that she's not good at hiding it. Zolas by this point has like taken a hat off and is like, I apologize that we've just barged ourselves in here, but thank you very much for your hospitality. Don't worry, he's good. He was the one being attacked. Uh, oh. A, uh, oh. That's better. <sighs> Ma'am, we have every reason to believe that the threat is now over mm-hmm. with the people in question have you mean the undead scum fled uh undead huh Uh, okay but but it's over right you and cora is trying to reassure yes yes it's over constable marsk was on the scene with her guard speaking of which you guys did notice the other two guards seemed to just wait outside as you entered I assumed, yeah. So, uh, so Tony, can I? Yes. <laughs> is she still freaking out? Like, how is She's, she right? She seems a little. Cora's now like kind of gesturing, like it's it's all right, Jazz. It's all right. Just we'll we'll leave you all to to talk for a bit. I'll I'll take Jazz and and you know reassure her. We'll just be in the other room if you need anything. And she's just it's all right. And she's trying to gesture her away a little bit. Thank thank you, Cora. She just like nods and winks at you a little bit, Valence. Like anytime, and keeps going. Okay, Akiva, Akiva. I thought I thought giving her more information would no. put her at ease. That that was fear. She I, was afraid. Okay, you got that part right. You I, were you, you nailed that. Yes. <laughs> Most people become more afraid when they hear that they're undead, especially when some of them escaped. Oh, so just okay. It was go- it was a good attempt. I see where you were going. Okay. Let's just we we both need to improve the flow a little bit. Okay, got it. We, we're doing good. Okay. So, what is Zolus doing right now? He is, is he just drinking? And actually, you see him kind of like, he, he tosses a couple uh, coin onto the bar and kind of reaches around and grabs a bottle and seems to top off his flask a little bit before putting it away. How many coins did he throw on the bar? Three gold coins. Ooh. Ah. All right. I pass it back to him. <laughs> I showed you a particularly bad face this evening. I had been lit on fire twice. I was a little bit high strung. Take this as an apology. He takes it back. Well... I appreciate it. I was not showing my best face either, so I completely understand. Good. Drinks then. Relaxation. Drinks. And he just starts to chug a little bit of his ale. It might also do to start planning how we're going to leave the city. Well, I think, Zolus, it seems like you might need a bit of a rest. Uh, I'm, I'm good to leave whenever you all are. I'm also good for a rest, but I don't want, like I've told you... This isn't the first time we've been attacked while I've been traveling here. I'm fairly certain it's not going to be the last. So, I say the sooner we leave, the better, but... Well, does anyone here have business in town? Yes. Scriff and I do. We would like to make a visit to the Academy. We have some things we'd like to discuss with them. Some Something to check out. It is the center of knowledge on magic in, you know, the entire world. So, it would behoove us to stop by for... At least an hour or two, but I don't see that that would be a problem. Would it, Zolus, if you are needing of a rest anyways? No. I was just saying the I could really use uh, a decent night's sleep, honestly. So, I'm all for it, if you don't mind me crashing a little longer than normal. Also, am I the only one that would think it would be weird if he arrives, the city's attacked, and then we immediately try to leave? 
Well, we're not saying we're going to slip out of the cover of darkness tonight. I think we're proposing a proper night's rest. We do our business here in town, and then we leave, because that is what also Constable Marsk asked us to do. Right. I forgot about that. We'll definitely want to check in with her to make sure everything's scored away on her end. Absolutely. DM, are there any places, any villages, homelands, or whatnot that I would uh, recall that are within half a day's march that we could potentially crash in a barn or something, since that's what I do. <laughs> and it's a perfect way to travel low-key. Or should I get us to leave in the morning of the next day so that we have a full day to travel? There's nothing within half a day. It would be at least a day's travel to get to any of the outlying houses or farmhouses. Perfect. I will communicate those basic facts. So I suggest we leave first light, or just before it, the day after tomorrow. We'll take tomorrow. Zola's here can get some rest. Well, Scriv, Belinda, you two can do what you'd like to do. Um, we'll alternate, keeping some pairs of eyes on Zola's. And uh, when it's our turn, Akiva, mm-hmm. we can go see the city a little bit. Nice. How about that? It might also do to find a caravan that we could ride with. The larger kind of group that we stay with, the chances are that we won't be assaulted on the road alone. I disagree. The attacking force clearly didn't care about infiltrating an entire port city and overtaking the defenses to fire upon him. I think traveling as small as possible and avoiding the main roads as much as possible is our best bet. And if they're brazen enough to use undead, I also would say that a big caravan's not going to stop them. Well, I don't know that they're brazen enough to use undead. I believe they are undead. So I don't think they care about losses or casualties or risk that much. I'm not comfortable putting a caravan up as human shields to keep ourselves. I will say, Akiva and Belinda, based off your previous roles of the Deathlocks, you know that they commonly use disguising magics to infiltrate places. Oh. (laughs) They do know the disguise self-spell and can use it at will. Joy! I'll say, Scrib, I think normally a caravan approach would be prudent, but I think we're dealing with a new type of danger than what we faced before. That's disturbing. I'll, I mean, all we've really dealt with before are bandits. It, usually you just scare them off and that's it, but I wouldn't want anyone else to get hurt because of this job. Perhaps we could also seek some advice on this when we go to the academy. I'm sure they have experience with uh, undead threats. That's probably a smart idea too, but... I mean, this is more than just your typical drogger in a cairn or something. This isn't something you could just hit with a shovel and be done with. They were throwing fireballs. Zola's pipes up a little bit. You're dealing with servants of a demon lord, I'm sure. You say that very casually. Uh, demon lord. Do you know specifically who would be targeting I you? I definitely do not squeeze my glass too tightly. <laughs> well, considering undead, I'm making some assumptions on this, and any nods towards Akiva, you call them Deathlocks. Uh, put in a few together based off of what I know of fiends and such, most likely. This is a demon lord of undeath that they serve. Joy. At least that's where they get their power from. Name's Tenebris. Oh, so you have a specific name. Do I recognize that name? I was gonna say, is that a big enough name for me to... Yeah. Religion or Arcana, um, Valen, your DC is gonna be lower. Yeah, I'm also going to see if I've come across that in my reading and research. I will help Belinda try to compare <laughs> notes. Okay, Okay, because I rolled a one. <laughs> it's to make up for the 20s. I will help. All right. Thanks. The 21 total. 22. 17. Okay. Tenebris is a demon lord of undeath. He is a minor demon lord. 
not one of definitely not one of the most powerful ones but he does as most demon lords do have their own lair within the abyss people tend to go to him for those who worry about death as he tends to make promises of of course life afterwards Mm -hmm. (laughs) you would also still know he is uh, a seeker of knowledge said to have a vast array of magical capabilities but as most demon lords they can't just leave the abyss it would require an enormous amount of effort for them to do so akiva and valen you additionally know that it's said that he is constantly searching for ways to just live forever and allow his followers to do so as well he is known to have a massive library within his domain of all sorts of ancient texts and he is famous for not only his spell casting capabilities but he has a very powerful ancient sword made of bone that is said to be sentient itself as well as have incredible powers huh. well good to know Zolas, why exactly is a demon lord sending minions to kill you capture you you said you've been attacked multiple times please what are we dealing with well i uh i have some information of a potential attack by his followers on Orenthal. The details of which I would like to keep as quiet as I can. And I think he should, because the moment he tells it to us, then we become a liability. But the moment he tells it to us, the more the danger is spread from one single person to multiple people. Zolus, do you have this information written down anywhere so that if you do fall, it still exists? I'm not asking for you to share it. I'm simply asking for assurance that if we If fail, anything happens to me, there is a way for you to get it. All right. Yes. Great. Fiends. <laughs> I need to have a backup, but I also need to keep it safe, of course. No, I wouldn't ask you to share. It's your burden. Mm. You know what? Balin just uh, reaches over, just pours some of the drink for himself. <laughs> <laughs> not been drinking. <laughs> He's like, it's time. Mm-hmm. Well, I won't push you to share the information if you have a contingency plan, but it sounds like you are in grave danger and need to be prepared for whatever is going to come. This is why as sooner as I say we can get out of Amaran, the better, but I wouldn't mind spending at least the night here. Leave early tomorrow, but it's up to all of you. I'm in agreement with Valen's plan. It seems the most prudent. It gives us time to tie up some loose ends that we have here and to leave on good terms with the city and to be as prepared as possible for what we'll face on the road. All right. That's fine by me. I will say the quicker we move, the better. As long as we don't stay in one place for too long, that doesn't give them much time to prepare another attack like that. Are you not at all concerned that you going to Orenthal will bring about the exact thing you're trying to prevent? (laughs) They were going to do this whether or not I was going to Orenthal. How can you be so certain? He has his information. Roll persuasion. That's a 21. Okay. It was one of the last things I heard from Vimera. Okay. I can respect that. I just know it's often prudent to not place lots of lives in danger based on your own judgment. So I respect that it's the words of your deity. I'm just nods. It uh, took some doing, but one of her final messages to me sent me down this path, and this is what I discovered based off of it. That's why I need to get to Orenthal as quickly as possible. There's not a specific time frame on when the attack will take place. I just know that that is the plan. And you said you need to meet with the head cleric in Orenthal? The royal cleric there. Out of character, Tony, I assume I know who this is. (laughs) Yes. Valen and Belinda would know that this is 
Darvin Nathandem. What deity does he serve? He is a servant of Karis. Karis? Oh, then I definitely know this dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh man, I'm sure we've we've hung out before. <laughs> we've chilled. <laughs> you don't know if you would have hung out, but you may have met him at some point. He's still pretty young. He's actually would be younger than you. Oh, okay. All right. Come up in the church. Good for him. <laughs> he, he rose quickly. Does he come from a noble family, perhaps? Yes. Gosh. Rem Empire love their nobles. Yes, they do. Also, the fact that he is even now one of the few clerics to still have power. Mm-hmm. And a good amount of power at that. Okay. Man, I want to talk to this guy. <laughs> You're like, oh man, I also have business with this guy, so we can catch up. So I guess back in character, mm-hmm. uh, I would ask Solus, do you know the exact day that you got this last message from your deity? It was the uh, 23rd of Nail, which does confirm the same day that Divine Connections were weakened, uh, a day both you, Belinda, and Valen clearly recognize. Quiet cursing, under my breath, and celestial, whatever that sounds like. Are we just deciding it's Latin? Is it Latin? It's kind of Latin. It's, it's kind of Latin. Of course, I understand it, so I'm like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, I didn't Over even half know the those table understands to- this. Zola's just raises an eyebrow as you do that and just kind of stares at you a little bit like, uh-huh. Sorry, I I realize I'm being a little, I'm not being forthcoming, which I I am a follower of Adar, clutching my my holy symbol, and I've also experienced a a disconnection from my deity that began on that day. So I've been trying to gather information to figure out what happened. Yeah, all right, cards on the table, obviously, ASMR here, and I have been out of touch with my deva since that exact night. I'll kind of put a hand on his back and just kind of pat him and be like, it's okay. Because I, I, I was present for this. Mm-hmm. I was not in a good way. Spend uh, 61 years, literally since your earliest memories with someone. I'm just a bit jealous you can at least understand the last thing your god communicated with you. Well, it wasn't particularly clear, but with her realm being in the Feywild, I assume that's so much closer to, to our own realm. That's the only reason. Well, that's an interesting perspective. You think there's sort of a planar connection? Yeah, uh, according to... To belief, both Vumera and he glances over at Akiva before he continues. Nezalem mm-hmm. decided to take up residence in realms that were much closer to the material plane in order to watch us mortals. It's a hmm. shot in the dark, but it's a thought. Connection would have been stronger, potentially. Yeah. Yeah, that makes some kind of sense, but I guess not that you're lucky, I would say. That's, that's a harsh word, but it seems to be fortunate that you have direction from your deity, even without a connection right now, or a full connection. Well, there's one final task, I think. Um, I guess that's my concern, that it's gonna be, uh, one final task. And he's now just kind of staring into what's left of his ale. So this is an ennui that I'm familiar with. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. We're all like, ugh, the dead deity ennui. Akiva's like, oh no, not again. <laughs> <laughs> For most of this time, I've kind of just been staring into the table. My face kind of probably looks a little pissed after hearing- Well, you've had your mask on this whole time, unless you've said oh, otherwise. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah. Never mind. No one sees my face, but it's pissed. Nope. This is why everyone's <laughs> kind of like taking weird glances at you and not like fully like, what's going on there? Because I'm being more quiet than I usually am. Yes. But I'll kind of look up and be like, I'm, as as I've told Valen a couple times, they're, they are deities for a reason. They're a bit, they're made of tougher stuff than us. I'm sure while, yes, there might have been a disconnect, it had to have been for reason they could still be okay. Just nods. I would be careful, Akiva, of talking out of turn. 
Okay. This is something that resonates deeply with a lot of people, and... I think Akiva would know better than any of us, potentially. Going to take his word on this one. Well, Akiva, what's what's your experience? I mean, living in the Shadowfell, we do serve Neslem, who is pretty, pretty close, but uh, obviously don't have direct contact, but at the same time, they're deities. They are gods. Yes, but... There's complications to their powers that we don't understand exactly. as mortals. It might not necessarily mean they are gone. It could just be a complication. Zolas kind of picks his head up now. It's a complication among all the deities, and that's what actually got me the biggest concerned right now. One deity being a little quiet is one thing. All of them? Yeah, they've only taken unified action like that a handful of times in history. Never good. No. <laughs> so. No, it wasn't. Well, and I know all of us are rather close to a, this in our own way, so it's hard not to be colored by our own perspectives. And Scriv in the background, sipping his drink. Yep, I, <laughs> I am quietly listening and assessing everyone's positions. Is Zola still looking, like, super busted? Because I've been worried this entire he time. He just looks exhausted, but he seems to be doing a little better now that you guys had a chance to let us sit and not be... Moving about and, and straining, he's he still looks exhausted, but he's he's doesn't look injured or or too bad overall. So Zolas, I'm sorry. I realize we've taken this in a very weighty direction. We're just all uh, a bit tired. It's been a, an intense day, but we can talk of lighter things if you would prefer. Sleep is probably advisable at this time. I agree with the kid. Sleep sounds good right now. It's been a very long few days, so. I'm going to try and get as much rest as I can then, but uh, as soon as we can head out, I suggest we do. Fair point. While I do have everyone here, and we do feel relatively safe to turn in, I've been dealing with a lot of undead recently. If everyone can just give me a moment, I'd like to do something. And I'm going to use my last spell slot to detect poison and disease, just so that I can make sure none of us got anything nasty. Oh. Okay. Hey, if you detect anything, I could remove it from one person. <laughs> I can remove it from two. Okay, let's find out what happened. I have all my lay on hand still. You sense out and not detecting any poison, poisonous creature. Actually, no, you're detecting lots of poison. There's alcohol all around you. Well, um, yeah. But beyond yeah, that, but no, no one is currently poisoned. I'm more worried about disease. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't detect Undead any or disease. Nasty. Okay, all right. Clean bill of health. No one's caught anything terrible. What time of day is it? Is it like... Four o'clock in the morning or something? Yep. Yeah. Sleep. I remember it was really early. Is that all? Yep. That's good for me. Yeah. All right. So you guys eventually go back to uh, get Cora to... Yeah, I'll go back there. I might be the least intimidating person, if only because I know Cora. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Kai with a mask? <laughs> well, it's, it's, there's the mask. There's the really intense woman. There's... Scriv in his weird patchwork armor. There's the infamous pirate. Yeah, I know. Yep. I'm gonna go with the one that at least knows her friend. Yeah, that's 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 fair. Everything's fine. I'll just do magic yeah. and they'll be fine. They'll be fine. All right. Fine. So you go and get Cora. She leads you back towards the Thistleton Inn, where you can all turn in for the evening and finish up your long rest. Yay. Yes. Akiva. Oh no. <gasps> oh. As you trance sleep. Mm-hmm. Your blade close at hand. Mm-hmm. You open your eyes. It's still dark. Oh, boy. 
It's quiet. No sound from the street anymore. Valen's in the bed on the other side of the room. Takes you a moment, but you realize you don't hear anything. He's not snoring. Doesn't seem to even be breathing. He doesn't seem to be moving at all. Oh, no. What? As you start to get up. Yeah. You suddenly notice another figure in the room. Long, dark robes. Okay. Pitch black. Onyx black. Seeming to suck all light towards it. Uh-huh. Into nothingness. An incredibly pale face. Very fine elf-like features. And bright red pupilless eyes. With long dark hair. Same color as the robes. Okay. Stares right at you. Hello? Uh, you can you? hear me again. Uh, I'm assuming I recognize the voice. You recognize the voice. Uh, he, yes. Uh, you've been quiet for, for some time. <laughs> I have been gathering my strength mm-hmm. as you have been sharing it with me. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, glad to help. As you continue to go stronger, you can help me to grow stronger too. Oh boy. Question, are you evil? Evil? No. Okay. Don't take it personally if I don't 100% believe you, but I mean, it puts you me a little bit at ease. chose to wield me, Akiva. I did. You chose to borrow from what power I have. Yeah. I have granted you strength, haven't I? You have. I have granted you an ally. Lazarus. He's so cute. <laughs> he remains silent. So, is it finally time for you to ask something of me? Soon, Akiva. Very soon. Okay. Just remember, I don't want what happened to the enemies you fought today to happen to you. Okay. Uh, I have one other question. You're a Shadar Kai, right? A very long smile. A smile that stretches almost inhumanly from <sighs> ear to ear. Not quite, Akiva. Okay. And with a sudden clap, you wake up. Ah. Uh, Valen! And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. We'd like to thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written. Or check out our website at dndraw.com. Please feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Thanks again, and we'll see you next episode. Thank you.